what, what are your memories of Live Aid? Is it? I mean, I was talking to Steve Steve White uh, about this, and he, you know, he says even now it's still fresh in the memory. And uh... yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was pretty. It pretty much imprinted on my mind. And actually, because I realised it was, I as we were getting to, close to it, I realised it was a big deal. Mm. I went and bought myself a self-focusing, self-rewinding, um, uh, 35 mil camera. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have digital cameras in those days, but it was a 35 mil camera that I could just point and fire. And I thought, I've got to do this because I'm going to have to immortalize this this yeah. whole thing. It's funny because uh, I met so many people that I knew. I mean, obviously, you know, Nick Kershaw was there. Um, <laughs> Howard Jones was there. Um, Tracy Ullman was there. Um, and, you know, all those people I'd worked with. And the previous year, I'd been working with Roger Daltrey on his solo album oh, okay. and doing a bunch of TV shows. I remember I'd, I've got a picture somewhere of Roger as he came round the corner backstage and I'm standing there. And he went, Charlie, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I've actually got the moment where he went, what the fuck? You know, I clicked at the camera and... Because, of course, the Who were there, you know. and uh, Everyone was there. <laughs> and El- Elton and I stood on the side of the stage watching Queen's performance. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's why I've got in a, a bit of an issue with Bohemian Rhapsody, because we weren't there. They show, they reconstruct it. They show the side of the stage, and there's no one there. And I, there should be Elton and Charlie, because <laughs> we were there on the side of the, the whole of the gig. Yeah. We watched the whole set. Because Elton turned to me halfway and said, Freddie's on fire tonight. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> and we had to follow that. Yeah. Because it was, was it I'm Still Standing you started with? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've got I You did. I, I remember that. I remember watching it. I'll be honest with you. Live Aid was my reason for picking up drumsticks. Uh, simple as that. Uh, I remember watching it. I, I was on holiday with my family and I didn't leave. I didn't leave the, the, the chalet in... Butlins or whatever it was for the whole of the day. and I remember my mother going, Oh, you got it. And I was, I was just fascinated. But I remember Elton came on and I remember the appalling feedback through the first song. It was just like, Oh, you know, yeah. yeah and, and, and Elton had no monitors and I had no monitors, oh. but luckily I could see his foot. And Elton's a big foot stamper, he stamps in time, yeah. his left foot. And I was watching his left foot going, and I'm following his. I'm I literally, I'm looking over my drum kit, following his left foot. And then we did. I think the next song we did was Benny and the Jets. And um, you know, there's um, there's a line in that. Uh, it's the second line of the song. Says the spotlight's hitting something that's been known to change the weather. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but it was a blisteringly hot yes. day. Yeah. And people in the front were actually passing out. Mm. They were hosing people down (laughs) and they were lifting girls up and carrying them to the side so that St. John Ambulance people could revive them. (laughs) Because the people were passing out and they were going, someone else has passed out and lifting them over the, you know, the poor people, they were just dying of heat, which is very unusual at Wembley, but, you know. And then literally the opening bars of Benny and the Jets, when he sang that, the heavens opened <laughs> above us. And I remember Elton, at some point, he pointed up saying the spotlight's hitting something that's been known to change the weather. And everybody in the audience was going, yeah, you know, it was like, it Magic was one of those moments. moments. Oh. 
But I, I, it must have. I mean, to, to be. I mean, it's it's a huge part of history of music now, isn't it? That that you know, it's it's there forever. I mean, most people have got the DVD, and to have been part of that must be. Um, ah, well, I, I can't imagine. It, it was pretty amazing. And I mean, we went to the after show party. I was standing on the side when they did the big mass photograph of everybody mm. with all of the guys from Spandau Ballet, all the Who, you know, David Bowie, um, Elton, George Michael, you know, I mean, all of these people all just standing there in a room behind Wembley Stadium, you know, backstage. And then we, we went to the after show, you know, the after party and hung out with them. No, no, Live Aid was 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 unbelievably huge, and 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 I can I can talk with with um, confidence about what the world of music was like before Live Aid, and what was what it was like after Live Aid. It, it, you know, that just on the cusp of where technology was really beginning to, um, to to break through, so you could you could go you know live to Philadelphia. You know, you could do that. Where those things were a wing and a prayer before then. I don't know if you ever sat up like trying to listen to a boxing match from somewhere or other but it it's really like they, they it finally got together on live aid and i think what happened was that um music did go global after that you know it it, it was possible to do global broadcasts and and um so you know for me we went off to japan about two days later after doing live aid and i remember you had to fly up um to uh, to to uh, Alaska to Anchorage in Alaska, fly up and then fly down around the Soviet Union because you couldn't go across yeah. Russia. So it was an, a nine-hour journey up and an eight-hour journey down. Uh, we were usually in the smoking department in in the back of a BA jet, um, and and Steve Sedelnik and I we would go and get a, um, there was a hot dog stall in in the airport. And you'd go and get a hot dog and a Coke for $5, you know. So we'd go up. And, and I remember Steve was like, hot dog, Coke, please. And this lady that was serving in an airport in Anchorage, Alaska, went, you guys were on that concert yesterday, weren't you? Wow. And it was like, <laughs> you know, this, and I looked at Steve and he looked at me and it was like, wow, this is really, this was really big, wasn't it? Because you didn't, you know, you were there, you know, you did it. And, and we went and did another TV show and, and, and drove through the streets of London down to Kent. And then came back, you know, just as it was really, really sort of warming up. And it was a decision I could have made. I could have gone home, you know, could have gone home and seen what was on, see what was on the telly. I'd, I'd, you know, but I'd, I went back and that's where I got to see Queen and I got to see Bowie and I got to see U2 and, you know, and I was there. And, 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 and that was amazing to, to, to be part of that. And, uh, you know, a, a kid really wandering you're, around. You're third on, Steve, is that right? Were you, Sorry? Third, were you third on at Live Aid? Well, well, there was a there was a um, like a, a, a marching band which I don't really remember to be honest. But then the Quo were on before us because we were supposed to be first on, and my backstage pass, which I still has, says two because we were band two. Yeah, and we went down to Wembley on on the night before, and. I was talking to Harvey Goldsmith and he said like, right, so the quo will be set up and they're going to do rocking over the world. And then the stage will revolve and it will be you. And then whoever's on after, which I can't remember. Um, and he said, but basically, so I, know, I pretty much know that it's going to work when the stage goes around once, but he said, after that, I haven't, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> and it literally was like, it could all go, it could all go Pete Tong. You know, they really didn't know whether all of this thing was going to come off. And, you know, 
you walked out on stage, um, I think eight, 83,000 or whatever it was. And, you know, the roar was just like incredible. You know, it was a, a really, really beautiful, uh, a, a beautiful thing to be part of, you know, inc incredible. And, and, you know, that's sort of something that fewer and fewer people can say that they were there when at Live Aid, you know what I mean? It's uh, amazing. Well, I, I was on holiday in Butlins with my parents that week. And I remember yeah. it was a, it was a Blazing hot day, wasn't it? And, it was. It was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. How old were you, Steve, when you when you when you played it? How old? Um, twenty. I was twenty. You can't buy these moments; they just happen <laughs> for no apparent reason. Because the satellite blew up. Right. Okay. The connection between America and and, and 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 London. Right. I got you. And it got to it. It, it happened in why don't you off? Paid away, and it did. <laughs> it's just perfect. Okay, we're off for a couple of minutes there, and we came back again. Magic, magic. The only, only other time that happened was when we did a gig in, uh, on American tour in Buffalo, and we, we were playing this gig, and then we were doing Rain on Me. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly the heavens opened up, and Daughtry got soaked. <laughs> and I just poured. I mean, just call you, even, even Roger said, you can't buy this. No. Isn't it incredible that, you know, that's just amazing. So have you got fond memories of, of, of Live Aid? Yeah, I have, yeah. Because you were on quite late as, as, you know, you were quite high up on the, on the rankings, you know, on the, uh, the rankings, you know what I mean, in, in the set, set order. The reason I remember, well, we had traffic lights on the side of the stage. Okay. They said, it's going to go. Uh, the same as the normal track, green, or amber, green, and then red. And yeah. then it, that's when it's cut. We're going to turn you off. Yeah. That fits so many people in. I made it laugh. But uh, no, the reason I, I remember Live Aid is because uh, we had to be there early in the morning, about nine o'clock or so, to actually do the opening ceremony. Yeah. With Lady Di and Prince Charles. Mm. And so... Um, so we were there and um, did the, 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 the funny enough I'm in the Queen's film oh really so is Roger but ah, in the opening ceremony it's yeah, real yeah. Time. You can, if you look carefully you should see it's in, you know. I'll have to revisit I've got the DVD so yeah the, uh, so we did that what I, what I did was we had, Live Aid had this these um, two big, massive helicopters yeah. ferrying everyone backwards and forwards to the cricket ground, which is next to the stadium, because you couldn't land in the stadium. Yeah, too many people. So, and I was just, I just learned to fly helicopters as well. Okay. I, I, I was a pilot for at least a year. And so I, uh, what I did is, I flew into Battersea Heliport myself, parked up the, the, <laughs> the helicopter, and then the, the guys who were the two pilots who were ferrying everyone's back and forth, I said, Oh, you fly? I said, Yeah, no, no. would you want to co pilot this one with us? To, uh, I said, Yeah, go. <laughs> so I ended up co piloting that helicopter, which is a big one. Yeah. So you can take off backwards like that. Wow. So Gets transitional lift. And then, um, so we flew down, flew down there, and I had my, my guy met me with my car. The, it took, took us from there to the to, to the stadium, yeah, and then we, we did the, the, the nice little. That was it. So we did the opening ceremony. I did did it all in reverse again. 
I went home because uh, it, it was a long day. So I flew back home and uh, landed in the garden and just sat and watched it on TV for ages. <laughs> and then went and back. Then, then I went back about an hour before we were going on, two hours before, and did that. Uh, the gig itself, I mean, many on the day, many acts suffered from not the best sound, let's say. But I, I think The Who had one of the best sounds of the day, as you heard it on TV anyway. Well, to be honest, I, I, I don't remember Queen, this this thing going around saying that Queen stole the show. I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember that at all. Mm. I think it was everyone sort of was at a moment in their show, in their yeah. set. Yeah, quote. I remember we, we did as we did as good as we could we could do. It was it was incredible. It really was, and uh, I mean the whole show. There, there was no weak, no weak it moment. Not, it was nice to be a part of it, you know. And, and you know what? It's something that will. It's in history now. It's there. It's a hell of a legacy. It's forever, isn't it? You know, yeah, one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. And it is to the day. People say, "What got you into drums?" And Live Aid is is always my answer. It's as simple as that. Watching all these amazing players, you know, and. Um, 